commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grace Comeback, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show in depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to a Core World News special event The Crime Syndicates of Star Wars. Now, have your host, Ben Grand Adam, to enter the underworld. All right, thank you very much, Grex. Yeah. Adam, Grant, good to see you again. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're fearlessly going to dive into an analysis and overarching, you know, synopsis of the uh, crime syndicates in the galaxy um, with no regard for our own personal safety here in the center of the uh, galaxy, hoping the Jedi will come to our aid should we get accosted. Um, yeah, but I, I thought this is this is going to be a good topic uh, because we got uh, Book of Boba coming up and we know there's going to be a bunch of crime syndicates there. Um, so I want to try and, uh, you know, we wanted to get our head around all these entities that could very well be uh, coming up in this new show. So that should be super fun. Um, I kind of wanted to start. So as far as I can tell, there are um, a number of crime syndicates that pretty much we see in both the sort of prequel trilogy series going to the galactic trilogy series, they sort of carry over through that time period. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, yeah. To prepare for this, I read this, the smuggler's guide. Do you guys have that, that book? Uh, so I don't have the book, but I did pull a lot of my info from that book. Oh, I, I do have it. I didn't realize it, I have it, 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 but I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's fantastic for this sort of research, but um, it is hard to understand the timeline of these yeah. syndicates and who has what foothold where in the galaxy. And uh, there and there's a lot of syndicates introduced in that book. Yeah, I think even even some that are are not in you know aftermath or or, or um, you know the films or right other other books and things like that where you you've seen these these uh, syndicates and factions featured, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, it kind of mixes like galactic civil civil war syndicates with uh, like the uh, resistance era syndicates and the kind of the first order resistance uh, era syndicates. And it, it, so it's kind of compl- it's kind of complicated to understand who who had what power where in the galaxy. But there is a big five mentioned, so we should probably cover right. the, yeah. the big five. Yeah. And this pretty much comes from, I think, solo because which is actually a good point, right, because it's sort of that crux between the clone wars and the you know galactic empire um at that time but yes they talk about the the big five right um so yeah maybe let's start with the big ones i guess and then sort of you know we can there's there's obviously a ton but i was surprised that like i I, you know i heard a bunch of names but like there's actually you know five big ones yeah um and those are the huts black sun the pikes crimora which i guess is bigger than i thought they were yeah and yeah. and crimson dawn yes and uh i put crimson dawn on the top of my list because when they're when they're often discussed it, they're they're spoken as being the, the most powerful or the strongest or having the most influence in the galaxy so i kind of put them up top when i listed this group uh with the huts closely following underneath kind of just in like my own power structure i don't know how you guys labeled the how you guys listed them and sort of like in terms of like who you thought was on top or at, I, yeah, time. I think, I think the huts think they're on top and Crimson Dawn's actually on top. 
Like, I, yeah, like Crimson Dawn is yeah. so clandestine with everything that we see right. them and how they're operating, especially now in the comic books, right? We just had the um, the War of the Bounty Hunters. Now we're getting Crimson Rain is just starting. And I think we're, what we're going to find out is that really Crimson Dawn has been kind of the working behind the scenes and is now coming into their own post-Empire pre-Return of the Jedi. Right. The way the way I looked at it is I really think the Huts are, especially in Clone War era to or Civil War era to Empire, they are in control. Mm-hmm. But it really happened that there was a shift in power at um, what we just read through in the comics. We just finished yeah. the, the War of the Bounty Hunters. That's when we see Crimson Dawn really, really come to power. And they're, they're starting to sort of unite. We see sort of this trend where... Um, some groups try to pool groups together to get stronger. And, you know, it's, you would think that would be something that happens, but it usually ends up uh, faltering. We don't really know how large Crimson Dawn is going to grow because like Adam just said, but the Crimson rain is, is coming. And, and so we're about to read to, to that. But I think that for most of the time, the huts are the biggest ones because they focused on like politics and economics. They had sort of reached a sort of uneasy truce with, the republic for a long time where they're they're really in you know where the republic just kind of let them do their thing i mean all the way back to the high republic we know they teamed up with abar chris at one point they're essentially tolerated by whatever regime they're there and so that's what makes me feel like they're they're kind of on the top of the heap until they run into dark yeah because there's an entire sector of the galaxy that's just known as hut space right make a lot of you know uh factions affiliated with the republic and the, the core worlds they don't venture into that territory because it's controlled by the huts and it's 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 their jurisdiction it's it's kind yeah. of their their controlled space which is really cool it's, it's cool that that's in, that they have that much power that there's a whole yeah. swath of the galaxy that's just theirs yeah yeah i i agree i think to play devil's advocate is is kind of like is it is it the is it the seen or the unseen? Right, the huts are very powerful in that they control space. They're out there. They basically are almost have their own government. Right, and to the point where you mentioned they're recognized by the republic, not necessarily as a whatever, but they're seen as whatever. I, I have a feeling like what we're going to learn is Crimson Dawn has been the real power operating behind the scenes. Right, I think I think we have Maul running it for a long time. And I think what we're going to find out is Kira's been there. And then this is their coming out party that we're seeing currently. So it's really interesting how they're rewriting this stuff possibly. Um, but I think, I think you're right. I think those are the two big ones. Um, and then I feel like black sun is interesting. If we want to talk black sun for a minute, because in the old EU, this was the dominant crime family. Oh yeah. In the, in the books. Yeah. Yeah, and just run by it's like they've always been run by the the failing failing noblemen and yeah. kind of the wealthier aristocracy. Um, the failing are like bird like uh, aliens, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, They're, yeah, yeah. Prince Jizor from Legends is is kind of the most mm-hmm. common, uh, or probably the, the the most notable failing yeah. character that you can think of. Right, and, and they were slavers, right? Like that was their sector was sort of they they sold slaves. Yeah, slavers and uh, and I imagine some smuggling and things like that. But um, they had a base on Mustafar and then also Ord Mantel, right? Which is yeah, which is pretty cool to note mm. um, that they were on Mustafar. I think in the Clone Wars, and then 
also operating from a base on Lord of Intel. Um, it's just it's it's just neat to see where that how that faction has grown from the legends and now into the canon and and where we've seen them in the canon versus you know how they dominated the books. I may be jumping ahead. Um, this is something we'll discuss later. But if we're talking about Book of Boba, I, I I'm wondering if if Black Sun's not going to be really represented. I've got some Boba. I've got some big big theories for Book. All right, well we'll get there. I, we can, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I think that might be the, how we end this conversation. All right, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. We should culminate there. I'll yeah. drop it for now. We can come back to uh, it. Yeah, but but Pikes, let's just jump into the Pikes real yeah. quick. Uh, they're sure. known to, to control the the spice yeah. triangle, the spice trade overall. Uh, which in the Smuggler's Guide they show you a map of the Spice Triangle and the, mm-hmm. the planets. The planets listed are Kessel, Tatooine, and or actually it's a it's Ryloth, Tatooine, and Rune. And that's, Ryloth that's, had that's, spice. Yeah, that's known as the Spice Triangle. I think that's just the trade route, but obviously Kessel is is uh, known to be that kind of spice mining planet. Oh and, uh, right. And um, but but the the Pikes hail from Obadiah. And I think we've seen that in Clone War season uh, eight, right, um, or seven, uh, where yeah, um, oh yeah, that's right, where uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka goes there. Yeah, Ahsoka goes there with Rafa and um, her sister. Uh, that was that was a really fun little arc there. We got to get a lot of pikes, pike, a lot of pikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course we got lots of pikes in Solo um, because they were running the uh, mines of Castle, the spice mines of Kessel. You actually, you just reminded me, like, Ryloth surprised me, but then I, I just remembered, um, we just covered the, um, oh gosh, the book about uh, the the, um, the Hill character right behind you right now, Grant. Um, I'm oh, sure Lorna, Lorna D. Lorna yeah, D. Tempest, Tempest Runner. Tempest yes. Runner, right. So in Tempest Runner, Lorna D, she's a Twi'lek, and so she's from Ryloth. And they had just discovered this like special plant or something that's like the most powerful mm. spice in the world, or it can can be used that way. And they were just starting to sort of fight over it. So that was probably the early seeds of the spice trade on um, on Ryloth, which is a nice deep cut there. Yeah. Um, talking about the spice triangle, I found the sort of the spice triangle like Tatooine's odd, um, an odd call because I don't remember seeing a lot of that. There's obviously a lot of slavery on Tatooine, but. Um, I don't remember it. Like now, I'm like, are there really like sandworms, like spice worms, that's, like that's exactly the, that's like the obligatory? Dune that's the obligatory Dune reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's 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 really interesting. We start digging into it, the you start seeing a lot of Dune in Star Wars, which is never like a secret. But sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I forget. I forget how much yeah. George is really inspired by by Dune. Um, and the Pikes are interesting because you know we're talking about like power dynamics, and they seem extremely powerful because they control the drugs. Right. Whoever yeah. controls the drugs, control the money. And I won't I won't yeah. finish the whole really whatever Scarface line. But the, the important thing <laughs> is like they to me, they're like they don't seem to do anything other than mine and sell spice. So they're not like in this. They don't have their fingers in multiple things, but they're extremely powerful because spice is very popular amongst the galaxy. So they're kind of just safe. Yeah, they're differentiated. They've um, yeah, they they're sort of one monocrop, but they made it work for them because it seems like they have a near monopoly on um, on, on the production of it. Uh, yeah. So they're great. And then uh, then we've got Crymora, which is um, <laughs> kind of a funny name because it's spelled like Cry More. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, they are the United Artists of uh, 
of crime syndicates, <laughs> meaning that like, basically they just it's the way I read it is like there are a bunch of other crime families that weren't as strong and decided to bond together to try to get power. Try, right. They, they, they're willing to do anything. They were really trying to ally with the Empire at one yeah. point, um, and they essentially got cut out immediately uh, yeah. because they decide, the Empire decided the Huts would be a better ally. The most interesting yeah. thing about them to me is you know who they often allied with and used for a lot of their missions? The Gotra. What's that? The droid Gotra. Oh, the droid Gotra. Yeah. yeah. We'll come yeah, back to the is, droid Gotra. We'll get back to that. Gotra, yeah, yeah. In a moment. But like, yeah, there's there's a theme running through the the, dur- uh, the crime syndicates. Yeah. I think Ben, I think texted us before we started the record and it's uh, whether how we could gamify this and one one idea was to 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 ask the question which one of these factions would we join yeah and i, I gotta say the droid gotra is pretty endearing <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah separatist droids that somehow survived the clone wars and are yeah leading a Good. droid rebellion force that's in favor of I, you'd have to make the supreme rights. sacrifice to join the good joint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to like to start thinking about that, that, that question, you know, let's talk about this for the, we're talking right now, the, during the, 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 the um, civil war era, right. Basically. Yeah. Um, to kind of answer that question, if we're getting to that point, I don't know. And I think this part of me being too much of a white hat. Like I don't want to be the Pike syndicate. Cause I don't want to be involved with drug dealers. The hut clans are just, the huts are just gross. And I don't mean that from like a physical standpoint, like, Jabba's Palace is not where I want to hang out, right? Unless I'm like a, like, again, hooked on spice. Um, Crimson <laughs> Dawn feels way too much like a cult. Uh, Black Sun. But really Kira heavy. led Crimson yeah, not Dawn? Down with slavery. Kira, yeah. Kira really led heavy Crimson Dawn, I could get behind. A mole led Crimson Dawn? No, thank you. But That's Kira, a good point. I could get behind. I mean, if we're in Kira, but again, it's very like... It feels like Scientology when I read those comics. Uh, and then we have the Crimora Syndicate. I guess that's what I'll go with because so I belong. Because I belong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can like keep my head down. But the drug are kind of like chaotic good. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. like they were I, used. I can get behind yeah. there. Their, uh, war. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're like revolting and they're. Yes. they're yeah. I can get behind that. So I'm going to go with knowing nothing about them. The Crimora Syndicate. <laughs> Nice. Yes, yeah, we should have to pick a big five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's a big five, right? I'm going to pick Crimson Dawn because uh, I'm liking where this is going with Kira and the comics and, and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm, I'm behind that, that whole group as long as Kira. Cool. cool. And I'll pick the Pikes. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then we have a pretty big moment um, in time uh, among the underworld. And it is uh, when Maul creates the Shadow Collective, which is he, he tries to band together. This is like one of his first plays for power after he, you know, gains his spider legs or actually gets his his man, <laughs> his, his real man legs again. Yeah. Um, this and, is with his brother, right? Yeah, with his brother. Savage. Um, Savage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Savage. Yes, it's pronounced just like the um, Johnny the, Depp uh, perfume. Johnny Depp perfume. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Savage. It just needs God, like an O or a U in there or something. It's, it's, it. Um, but no, it's pre. It was pre, pre perfume. If that helps. Yeah. I mean, so this is like this happened in 
uh, Clone Wars, right? Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. I mean, and like, what an arc. It's like Maul's back, first of all. I mean, he yep. gets his powers back from the Dathomirian witches, which is, that's awesome. They bring his brother back, which is like <laughs> incredible. And Savage is like even more raw. Like Savage himself, he's got a huge cult following among people um, all around the internet. Like every um, battle front like people were like savage bring me savage like um because he wrecks uh yeah, yeah. raw power um and then now he's going to like bring these you know Maul's gonna bring them together it's it's kind of inter- an interesting side to Maul that he he does he has learned something from Sidious like he knows he's actually a pretty decent tactician even though he's sort of doomed uh to to lose every time but he does know how to sort of mobilize power um and so yeah so he tries to bring together um who's he got here uh crimson dawn is one of them actually so there was it was like a a weaker crimson dawn at this point like this was not crimson dawn at their super strong the pikes and black sun um right and does that happen in the last season of clone wars like do we see them getting together because i feel like it's like mid clone wars because then he leverages Maul leverages this power to it to oh I'm sorry there's a fourth party and it's the Mandalorian Death Watch. Uh, and then, right, right, so, right. Now I remember. Yeah, now. So he leverages that to actually take over the the mantle of Mandalore for about five minutes, and then between a push from the Republic and then actually Sidious coming in and bringing the hammer down and being like, no, you're too powerful, you're gone. Um, that that was the end of the Shadow Collective. Um, and Maul's rule of Mandalore, um, even though he he did retain the uh, the dark saber for a time, and apparently left it with the Death Marian witches, but uh, and then it gets gets a little murky. But um, they had they had a quick sort of bump there where they they were trying to bring everyone together. That's interesting. And then then Maul eventually takes over Crimson Dawn. Right, he knows he can't be the front person anymore because. You know, he knows he'll get the attention of um, of Sidious again. Right. So he decides like he's going to be the puppet master and Dryden Boss is going to be the face of Crimson Dawn. And um, that's that is the the one he chose. And he's that's the early seeds of the power of Crimson Dawn. Right. And the, and the sort of like the gaping hole in the narrative here is that we haven't seen the sort of power struggle between Kira and Maul and how Maul gets ousted. Right. Crimson Dawn, and that could be the next animated series from Dave Filoni's. I, I, rumors have been swirling that there's a Maul Crimson Dawn series. Oh, man, that'd be possibly, so great. possibly on the way. Yeah, with like totally Amelia Clark like voicing um, Kira, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. Did you say animated or live action? You said animated. Animated. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard rumors that that's the next animated series. Oh, man, see Maul if we were like, gonna do the finish off the solo verse, we talked about it this before, but it would be like. We could get like a solo movie, a Lando movie, and then like a Kira movie, and it would be yeah. like pretty great. I I think we're gonna want a return to uh, when we get to this the final discussion on Book of Boba and what we think we might see in that show. I think that might queue up. It might just gauge audience interest in a lot of different topics that regard the underworld, and then I think Lucasfilm might act, act on that engagement. And I feel like there's some cool opportunities with that show and what we could see yeah. that then could lead into prequels or, or, you know, stories that take place before that show and before nice. the handovers. I, 
I think that makes a lot of sense. Just just quick before I won't get into detail or specifics because we'll talk about it later. But I feel like, you know, Marvel is always about building forward. Right. They'll do flashback movies, but it's all about like everything's about like what's the next thing coming in the timeline in Star Wars. I feel like it's starting to play around with. No, no, let's just set something up now that actually took place 30 years ago and that we'll right. deal with it in another series. Like they don't mind jumping yeah. back and forth in the timeline, which seems to confuse the hell out of some people, <laughs> understandably. But like, I think they're OK with that. So I think you're right, Ben. They might be or Grant, well, they might be playing around yeah. with timeline yeah. stuff. And speaking and, of timeline, just to like finish the like section yeah. there, like so we see Maul at the end of Solo. And then the next time we see Maul, he's been a we see him in the Rebels animated series and he's apparently been abandoned in Malachor um, and he's discovered by Ezra. And then that whole like mentorship of Ezra picks right. up. So it's like what happened there, right? Like, it, is he no longer in charge of Crimson Dawn? It's what it looks like because he's playing like he's decrepit. But is that just like a, a Sith trick? You know, but we we kind of see um his story Maul's story conclude after that and he never really it doesn't appear to have any more contact with crimson dawn so sorry yeah, i just wanted to close that like that loop on no Maul. that's important because that's something that we need clarification on whether my, my read on it is that maul has always had kind of two things going on at once right this idea yeah. of like that but also trying to figure out the sith stuff and sidious and getting revenge on sidious and and so the way i gotta read it is that not necessarily that he was ousted from crimson dawn but but just that like who's off doing this other thing that went south and the cures are sitting around going i guess i'm the leader now right yeah <laughs> I mean, we'll that, see that yeah. that could have happened which is yeah. kind of anticlimactic it would be more much more fun to see kira actually like out yeah maneuver Which, mall to like for to yeah for, that's to run I'm to see that. i think we i think yeah. if they go with that show that's definitely gonna be the way to go and it's so much more interesting to have that that yeah. that version of it for sure it creates so much more yeah weight to kira's character yeah, as if she needs anymore and yeah. then really cue up what we're seeing now in the crimson rain or right. about to see in, in crimson rain and um and all that so um that so that was an interesting um, situation there and then the next sort of big timeline moment well i guess is war of the bounty hunters um where we start seeing crimson um you know uh crimson donk and kira coming to power but the like the big moment i think um is when the huts cross the empire and sidious ultimately decides the only hut they need left alive is jabba and he sends uh, Vader to cut down the rest of the hot cartel. Right. Um, and it essentially like Jabba's himself um, is, is the last remaining hut, you know, pulling all the strings, which he's capable of doing. But then we know Leia foils all of that when she kills Jabba. And then there's a massive power vacuum and some other um, some new um, new entities come into play in the the um, New Republic era. And yeah, so these yeah. these are and some that we might start seeing. So, so quickly rattling off the other factions in the Galactic well, Civil War era. Do you want to do you want to just get those out? And oh yeah, sure. Before we oh, move so forward, right? Before we move players, on, sure. We're gonna yeah, get yeah. we're gonna get to post Battle of Endor now, right? And all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. Uh, so obviously we mentioned it. Mourner's Whale, Unbroken Clan, both the Karelian based. Yep. Um, syndicates, uh, Razi's Syndicate, which if you remember, uh. Lats Razi from Clone Wars. Remember Crate's Claw, Boba's Gang. Oh, uh, yeah, she yeah. has a syndicate that's listed. Um, uh, the Sun Tool Pride. 
Sun Tool yeah. clan. They're uh, they're actually allegedly still around later on, but yes. And yeah, then they continue past. Yeah. And, and and many of the syndicates we've mentioned already do continue into the next era that uh, we'll be discussing. Yeah. But um yeah, I have, uh, a, I have a favorite. Do you have any uh, more? The uh the Haxion brood. Oh, nice. <laughs> remember the Haxion brood? So they they were introduced in uh Fallen Order um and they oh, were cool. the uh the droid bounty hunters were uh, oh, right, order. Right, right, right. Jedi, Fallen yeah, order. Fallen yeah, order. Yeah, Fallen order. Yeah, yeah. Um, kidnapped. Yeah, you. So yeah, there's a point if you haven't played the game yet. Like I almost, it's my favorite part of the game because you're like, yeah, Wait, what? like what's happening you, now? You get, yeah, yeah, you're constantly great. getting barraged by these like robot like bounty hunters. But like, if you lose, you get like jettisoned off onto this parallel story that's like, and then you start tracking on this um this other this yeah, other story. That's a great line. mechanic in that game. I love that yeah. mechanic. Yeah. And it's and just about the Haxian brood. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, and they throw you in a gladiator yeah. pit. It's on an asteroid, and like that's the deal. Yeah, know? and then, and then still in the age of re- rebellion, the uh, the cloud riders, like shout out oh, to yeah. the cloud riders, oh, yeah, cloud just riders, yeah, just sort of like the chaotic good gangs and collectives. Like yeah, cloud riders, hidden hand, I I guess was in the the uh, the bounty hunter comics with, with balance. I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds the, 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 the hidden hand were kind of like proto. They were like secretly the rebellion. It was like the rebellion's name as a syndicate or something. It was, it was a really great story. Um, oh right. Songbearers right. partisans are running around the galaxy. The partisans you might yeah. find under there a little bit. They were probably yeah. up to no good financing uh, their missions yeah. at least. And then corporations like the Tag Co was Galactic Civil War. Um, yeah. Right? Like. So that's like, the thing is like tag. there's all these like honorary mentions. It's like yeah. there's there's these corporations and yeah. there's actually full like the Zygerians, technically their their whole like civilization is slavery. You know, it's yeah. like they're they're yeah. they're a people, but they're like their whole economy is slavery. And so it's the like, mining guild, the bounty hunters guild. Yeah. There's like just, just lots of just going like on. in just like in our world, the line between criminals and corporations is very blurry <laughs> yeah. at times. Yes. <laughs> I can tell you about uh corporate criminology but i won't bore you about it anyway i think i um, think we can move into the next era now i think we're clear i but i the other thing i I, and i agree i think what i really enjoy about this is like it is it is it is similar to american crime family history right you you do have big crime families and then you have these minor ones underneath and they do form alliances and protections and it's it's really like it's one of these things that because they've just cobbled this together through multiple storytellers, just throwing out these names, you know, it feels kind of slapdash, but it is very realistic about how criminal syndicates and organizations form. It's I'm really enjoying this yeah. subtopic. That Actually, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, this is right in your wheelhouse, Adam, and maybe you can shed some more light on it because you, you mentioned it briefly before we started recording. But they uh, the the sort of the cycle of like. Well, you need the drugs and the slavery and the cheap labor and then, like yeah. the, you know, which produces the money, which like yep. and then you have like the political enterprise, like lobbyists. And it just yeah. sort of cycles and it yeah. cycles through. It's like yeah, the exactly. roaring 20s, too, because it's like the yeah. room yep. to operate during wartime with yeah. these two larger, you know, uh, military forces going at each other. I feel like. No, it's it's very true. So I mean, accurate. The, the reason why we have a lot of the the, you know, the the. Um, the mafia and the other people we think of as like kind of these old, you know, established crime families in this country is because of prohibition, right? Like, and right. so I think of the, the crime syndicate in Huts very similar to that when you look at this, right? They you make something illegal that's a vice, you suddenly open up an opportunity to make a lot of money 
off of that vice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And quick shout out to Bounty Hunter, the I think the PS1 uh, oh, yeah. N64 game uh, with Django Fett. I think yeah, written, yeah. directed, and produced by John Knowles. So okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Check out that game. Did not know that. Wonderful game. You play as Django Fett. The end of the game actually shows a kind of a scene that's almost essential to your prequels viewing, which is mm. Count Dooku enlisting Django and to make him Ooh, oh, the right. template for the clone army. It's that's uh, right. Just watch that sequence. The end of I that played game. the it's heck fantastic. out of that game when it came out. I was all about that game. Um, the the now that we're moving into the 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 new republic era the one thing i want to mention before i'll let you you take away like who they are is that very similarly like we're talking about 35 years later and of the five syndicates they've all been replaced right and that is the other thing that's very true is that the the lifespan of crime syndicates are are relatively short right it's hard to stay on top yeah we should also mention mention even the book of boba takes place between the battle of endor and yep the uh, the age of resistance. Yes, right, that's good. and not far, not long after Crimson Rain, about nine years. So yeah, you don't really know what's you know what how many shoes are going to drop there. But I mean, so there's there is a world in which Crimson Dawn is still around, um, and Kira's still around uh, during the the Book of Boba Fett. So mm-hmm. we don't know that. But um, well, actually, so the the list that I saw. Sontool Pride. I think you mentioned that earlier, Grant. Yes. But the one that I saw said that they replaced Crimson Dawn. So, yes, I saw that as well. Um, yeah. I don't know where that necessarily comes from. Yeah, but that's it's actually Sontool Pride on. and the Guavian Death Gang both sort of like parsed out pieces of. So they're Age of Resistance. They're yeah, New Republic. They're yeah. New Republic. I mean, obviously we know the Guavian Death Gang because they were coming after um, Han. But um, yeah, they were there. And then um, there's Ken- Kanji Club. We know yep. Kanji Club. <laughs> Tell <laughs> that to Kanji Club. Um, and they they and the Red Key Raiders uh, replaced the Pikes and the Huts. Yeah. And so I don't know, like, I don't know if they're both sharing the spice trade and the sort of political motivations or what, but they did that. And then um, ultimately, the, the best one is yep. the droid Gotra. Uh, displaced crime aura like the the yeah the you know um slaves finally ate their masters and now run well, their their part of the galaxy so that's what i want to jump in we'll, we'll talk about these both but but there's two groups here that have a similar origin story and that's the droid gotra and the kanji club right because kanji club is a group of of renegade slaves of the huts that's how they got their start so that's nice. really interesting right and the droid gotra worked with the crimora but definitely they took their orders right so we have two of these two of these have risen up to overthrow right which is really interesting and uh, tasu leech is kanji club right yes, yes. uh yeah. Okay. yeah tasu leech good to see you and we've seen tasu leech in some of the war of the bounty hunters uh and he's still out there doing stuff so we might get he to is... see some of this revolution there oh because oh, oh, he was in fighting. I'm surprised you didn't mention the Irving boys. Or <laughs> Dan the Irving boys. Nice. Uh, <laughs> remember Duquesne? Remember Han recollecting the Falcon or the Falcon was lost? Yeah. Oh, Duquesne, right. Yeah. Yeah. Going through the list of people who might have stolen. The underworld, the underworld's yeah. deep. Han sank yeah. right back into the underworld, I felt. In, yeah. When I watched the Force. Yeah. 
Like, wow. I, mean, I want to see those stories, actually. They That's keep actually pulling you I, back in. I'd love to see that is old Han. Yep. I mean, that, that, that would have been that would have been solo, too. If we ever got solo, too, it would have been <laughs> oh, wow. him working for working for the huts. It would have been great. Uh, anyway, um, can we I guess we'll go through these issues, but I want to start at the end and talk about the Red Key Raiders, because this one's fascinating to me because, um, you know, as much as as much as um, Kanji Club were kind of ex-hut slaves, the Red Key Raiders, we've seen in live action. They operate on Tatooine. I was shocked when I found out who these people were when I started kind of going deep in the hole. They're the ones we see in season episode one, season two of the Mandalorian that Cobb Vanth is having interaction with. Yeah, because they're in the oh, aftermath. Oh, right. Books. They're like the yeah, those are Red Key Raiders. Yeah, they're like, that does wow, not feel like a high level. Doesn't feel like a high level crime syndicate to me, but right. Yeah, yeah but they did spring into action like as soon as the Empire fell. They yeah, like, like yep. bang. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's they're filthy. Did and... you talk about Sedan Ethano and the pirates? And like, I did not. Please, uh, please illuminate. No, I'm just saying I, I, it would be we'd be amiss if we didn't mention the Cr- Crimson Corsair, Sidani Thano, and just oh, other so. underworld play- players right. in the Age of uh, Resistance. Yeah, he's fantastic. So he's the one that um, that uh, our boy Finn hitches a ride with um, off of, or was going to hitch yeah, a ride he, if, off of uh, Takadana in, in The Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. He's the guy with the, the awesome helmet. And he's also on, um, he's celebrating with everyone, I think, on, um, uh, uh, no, I don't want to call it Asajj. Uh, Ajax. Agent Kloss. Which I love. I love that name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Star Wars name. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the Kloss lands. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. He's there. So it's like, you know, the Crimson Corsair, who's a man to be feared or being to be feared. Uh, yeah. Ends up with the, the good guys somehow. So that's great. Um, yeah. Guavian Death Gang. They're good times. Uh, and the Droid Coaches. So we I, I think we kind of I think we kind of covered all of them. I don't really know much about the Sun Tool Pride. They were just sort of, again, sort of like an amalgamation yeah, um, they were, you know, hot rivals and then but they ultimately uh, were taken out by the Empire. But the, the the ashes of them were were absorbed by the Crimson Dawn by Kira. Um, and they're, you know, now so they, they would have been part of the Crimson Dawn. But apparently they ultimately usurped them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a pretty sweet name. And I, I think they hail yes. from a jungle world world. So. Yeah, they're led yeah. by Rodians. Um, and yeah. pretty intimidating looking. So they're they're instantly season. my favorite syndicate. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they have like battle armor on, and they have like all these like cybernetic enhancements. They're they're pretty. Wait, so there there must be Gamorrean syndicates, and then there must be like uh, like well dressed <laughs> maf- mafia syndicates on Canto Bite. Like right, there might. Oh yeah, I mean there's like there's a three piece suit in Star Wars now. Like we can have. I, that's the thing. Awesome, like, <laughs> I don't Godfather esque that... scenes. I think that's the thing is I don't think any of these maybe Black Sun is the closest thing we have to like well, the a tag mafia. meeting. Remember when Domina Tag gets her family together in the yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's very it. much oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. Oh. It's like, are is the Tag Corp a criminal 
entity yes yes you know but like are are they a crime syndicate like i don't know but they're they're definitely like a crime family um yeah again other thing yeah the only difference is, is that they're registered registered corporation that's literally right. the only difference between them and, right. and the mafia exactly so wh- who do we think we're gonna see here uh grant i know you you had a oh you had some yeah, big yeah what's your are we gonna, let's get some book of boba talk i mean yeah. So it's starting this conversation, like the, the cool prompt here is like, where are these syndicates at, in the time of Book of Boba, right? Like in this show, where are each of these syndicates yeah. on the map? You know, and yeah, like well, guesses for that. But first of all, my big theory for Book of Boba is we may get introduced to another hut, like a different hut, far, far basier voice, just Ooh, a like different that. flavor of a hut that is... An Maybe upstart more, hut, more yeah, just a more intense, authoritative hut that isn't slovenly, like and just kind of indulging in excess, like Java. But that will make us want Java again, and so the return of Java in a prequel show of any kind, a solo too, if you will, I think would would we well, we'd all love that too, because then we you'd hear a different hut in this show, and then we'd get back to the hut we know later it would be all the more nostalgic um so like i think it's showing a hut in book of boba would be an awesome idea okay i like that like i don't know that's like that's kind of i i hope to see see another hut. i don't want to dash your dreams i think that's a great idea and i i imagine maybe in a season two i'll say maybe i'll say this maybe in a season two in a season two like there i mean that could be a major like plot turn if it's like the return of the huts like that could be that could yeah. be huge season two the return I mean, of the huts at the end I'm bored. Um, right but i mean you know if there is one they would want to challenge boba immediately for taking over java's palace right yeah um i could see that i my so i would i want to see a new syndicate i want to see them like i do want to see them you know call back on some of these but i'd love to have them introduce a brand new crime syndicate I... Yeah, I think you're I think we might get that because my feeling is like Boba is filling the power vacuum left by the huts on Tatooine, right? Because as right. you mentioned in your really great summary, Jabba was kind of the last hut standing and he right. was doing all right with that. Then he's dead. Then you have like five years of infighting, figuring it out and and Boba's coming in. So I have a feeling what we're seeing in some of that preview are all these other crime, lower crime families trying to come up. I don't think we're going to get Crimson Dawn because I think that's still a ongoing trying to figure out what that thing is in in, in the larger narrative. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see the Crimora Syndicate because, frankly, it's not a very exciting. It, it's it it doesn't lend itself easily to storytelling. I don't think right. in this weird way of like we're just a bunch of other families. The Pikes are just running drugs, so I don't think we might see them. We might see Pikes wandering around, but I can't see them as a threat. That's kind of why I was thinking if you're going to have a major one, it's Black Sun. But Ben, I like your idea. I mean, if Black Sun is is if all these other if the four remaining syndicates are stable, why would they bother getting involved? Right. Like they would just yeah. be kind of doing their own thing, figuring out who's going to take over the for the huts. So I think you might be on something. We're just going to get a lot of just new things. I mean, if I'm just going to like guess at like what I'm seeing from the trailer, it looks like Boba is trying to bring together the all of the current crime syndicates that are active and it's tough to tell because it is sort of fringy between the turnover um of the 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 big five and then the the new five 
right. you know the red key raiders are there um for sure but the other ones we we don't really know so we could get you know some evolution there if if boba's creating a uh crime like conglomerate syndicate of his own how come we don't know about it or right. did he create kanji club yeah like and is it is like is he actually the like founder of kanji club that i mean that could be kind of cool that would be cool that definitely could be because we know as you mentioned tasu leash is running around this time yeah in fact uh, a few years earlier than this seven years earlier than this we've seen guavian death gang members around in the comics yeah so they're they're definitely a, a presence they may not be they're not one of the big five syndicates at this time but they're definitely around in this era so we might be seeing all these things and that'd be really interesting that he just ends up forming kanji club i just wonder if well kanji club takes they're from, hail from a different part of the galaxy right right and so did the guavian death gang i think Tatooine. Yeah. right but they this says kanji club replaced the pikes and the huts and if uh, Tatooine is still a spice haven, um, then, yeah, you know, then it, it, it they could still like it could be a foothold of Kanji Club territory. I don't know. I yeah. feel like the whole galaxy is at play. Um, but I'd be excited to sort of hear any theories you have about like actual geographical. Um, like territories. That these um, these places would have. I mean, the only geographical territory like I've heard is that, you know, the the pikes were involved in their spice running in that spice triangle. Yeah. Um, I mean, what does Boba Fett want to do right now? Does he want to be the godfather of all the syndicates and decide the moves that each one makes and on the chessboard against the New Republic and kind of evading, you know, uh, any sort of security new public security or i don't know like what do you what do yeah. you, what is both what yeah. does boba fett want to do right now I, I, I mean that's the that's the you know million credit question right that's the kind of fascinating question because like we don't i mean in terms of like live action we've had almost zero but I mean, we've had more time with boba fett in in the mandalorian than we did in any of the movies, all the movies combined, really, when you right. think about it. We yeah. do have quite a bit of him in the Clone Wars, and we do see him being taken on the wing of bounty hunters. But what seems to be a clear delineation of the show is that he is not a bounty hunter, right? They come out and say that like right away. This is he's not this is not what he's doing. Right. So so I don't know. Like it's it's kind of what I'm in, waiting for and enjoying about the show is like. We've had so many preconceived notions about what Boba Fett is as a culture for the past 35 years. Right. And it's just like, well, no, we don't know anything about this character in reality. So they can tell this any way they want. He's power hungry or he wants some weird form of justice or he wants to bring order to this to the outer rim. We just don't know. Like he could want any right. of these things or he but wants to be the Mandalore. What if he does want to bring ease and order and he's tired and he's been through a lot and, you know, having, you know, had, I mean, have to escape a, a Sarlacc? Like, what if he what if he does want to just, you know, calm people's nerves and calm the syndicate's nerves around him in the underworld and operate, you know, fluidly making yeah. credits? And then but then what if something tragic happens and then we get the old Boba like going on the mm. solo lone wolf? story like yeah. what if that happens at the end of this season 
I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel like we're not going to get this. I feel like we're going to get, I can't imagine we're going to get seasons of, of, you know, breaking bad's not the right thing, but the Sopranos, right? I don't think we're going to get seasons of that. I feel like, I feel like his, his hopes are going to be dashed at some point. I mean, if, if, if they are trying to keep Canon Canon, it's hard to see what he's going to do turning into one of these five other syndicates, which means it has to end badly for him in terms of trying to create a syndicate. Also, do we see the reunion of Crate's Claw, like Bosk, Dengar? Yeah. That's Razi. I'm I, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's what I you want. You see something like that in well, Book of Boba? I want that so bad. I want that so bad. <laughs> that's like the there, one number one. There's a reason they didn't kill off yeah. of any of the original bounty hunters in the War of the Bounty Hunters, and that's because that is, is signaling that they are in play for live action. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to, a live action Bosk. They'd have to use like the old suit to like yeah. really do it yeah. you know yeah. like, like they made new Trandoshan suits and they look okay uh, but, but I, yeah. I feel like they did it to Weird. differentiate from actual boss yeah. like you'll yeah. know when bosk is on the screen yep um i think you know to what you were saying grant i i, I think boba is a changed man and adam you both you I mean you both said it like after the the sarlacc pit he's different so we don't even really know i mean i guess before the the, the sarlacc pit single-minded trying to be the best bounty hunter he can be that's it. But now all of a sudden, like he has a code and he actually is on the side of a good guy who's fighting the empire. You know, it, I, I don't know, but it would be actually kind of fun if he flipped back. Like he just had that code because he just like, you know what? I said I was going to help you save that baby and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then and then immediately goes back and in, like becomes a criminal. And like and then, like he just goes <laughs> back and is like, no, I have this agenda where I'm like I, I have these ill intents or right. it could be revenge. We know he's been very good at building teams, right? He's we've seen in the Clone Wars, he put together mm-hmm. a pretty A plus team with um what's what's her name that uh um uh oh, Lando I, killed her. Um yeah. <laughs> sorry, my brain. Uh, no, it's no, just... and I can picture her too, and I can't think of her name. Because with a is it an A name? Yeah, I can't remember. It was driving me nuts. I can literally Someone is screaming at their like into their like. <laughs> yeah, that guy was put into a coma four times. Finally woke up. He's about to drive his car into a tree again. Um, right. It's his old girlfriend. Right? Go find me a fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. So um, shows up in the Phantom Menace the first time we see her. Uh, yeah, she's got a sink. He ran with Aura 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 There we go. He, he interacted <laughs> with Asajj Ventress. Do we get these mentions in the show? Right. Like, Someone just. I, I don't think we'll get those mentions, but I don't know. it's kind of wild. He's interacted with these huge icons of the galaxy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Weird. I mean, it'd be you know, it's like, does he want revenge against them? Does he want to put a like put? A, I want to come and go in like to. Walk through so, Tatooine and enlist Boba's help in stopping the Imperial cloning operation. Something we have to consider right now when it comes to Star Wars and Boba Fett and the Mandalorian is that currently Star Wars has zero movies firmly on the schedule. Right. Yeah, people that they are making movies with, but we had one coming out Christmas or, or, or winter of next year. That's no longer happening. Right. I think they're putting I think they're going to start realizing that they're going to start making some big moves and start pulling some big cards for the television, because the one home run they've had really since The Force Awakens and Rogue One has been The Mandalorian. Now, I think everything else has been home runs, but you you, you know what I'm saying in terms of like yeah. 
And there's been a lot of buildup for Book of Boba. Right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things that we might have thought they were going to save for movies happening in these shows and yeah. pretty big guest stars. What what do you think Thrawn will play a role in Book of Boba in any of the seasons as the if it gets more seasons? I think lurking in the background, a mention here or there, but I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. No more than a yeah, casual or like little Easter egg or something. I yeah. love that. If Thrawn is in the background of a lot of these shows, that's really exciting. Yeah. Well, I want him in the foreground of like Ahsoka, you know? Yeah. I think he's going to be, I think it's similarly in Ahsoka. He's going to be the, the mission, but we probably won't see him until the very, very end of that season. And then I think yeah. the, he's going to be the big bad of the crossover event. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like your idea, Grant, about him sort of streamlining. Like, because we know yeah. right now it's essentially still chaos in the galaxy. So it's probably a lot of these underworld, a lot of underworld factions grasping for power. And it might be a thing where it's a lot of rare, very small underworld factions grasping for power, trying to become the next big five. Um, and maybe he is trying. He's like, you know what? I've seen how this works. This is how we put it together and create a streamlined operation where um, where everyone makes money. We don't make waves. We don't have to deal with the you know, we can create it in a way that's not going to step on the toes of the uh, the New Republic. This is how it goes. So maybe he's not part of the the Sun Tool, Guavi and Kanji Club, Red Key Raiders. You know, he's actually he's above them sort of because he's like a seasoned, you know, battle worn crime lord he just yeah. wants to i think he's never everyone. and that's not his character to me obviously and that's oh, a lot of he's fans, never been I ceo get it. he's, he's always been a foot yeah, soldier no, he's just yep. uh, he's kind but, of the ultimate marksman hunter character we're in old man boba territory at this yeah. point right. as much as he i think is like in canon probably like 42 like how old is he actually in, in in this oh, in, universe. In, in this universe, yeah, I don't. Do we want to do that math? He was ten in Attack of the Clones, let's say, maybe a little, or maybe like twelve. Like, so that would and put him to like forty. Thirty. In it put him around in, like yeah, yeah. So he's like he's in his like late forties, fifties, yeah, late fifties. Okay, so I think so in that's, the, that's digested good. by Sarlacc too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm okay with that. But I feel like it's it's his like I have. Like, I, I think you're right. I think he's trying to build something like watching a lot of people in that age group realizing I, I, what do I have? Like, what's right. going to remain once I'm gone? What's going to be my thinking. legacy? Yeah. And he is, he's, you know, he always, always had big aspirations. So you guys have forgotten more movies than I'll ever watch. The, what, what's a good story? Like, what's the trope or something where there's been a, like, star foot soldier that has evolved to become a leader, the the CEO, the like the Don of of a criminal organization, because I, I really am hoping he's still black hat. Well, Band of Brothers is like the ultimate where you see like a private go all the way to like. Uh, right. OK, yeah. Yeah. You see like, um, real growth of leadership. And, but I mean, he never becomes um, like an admiral. He just sort of be, takes a leader position in the field. Right. You know what like might be an interesting yeah, but... parallel? Um, and it's less because right, you talk about like the Sopranos, when we start to Sopranos, Tony is in charge. Right? right. Pretty much. We talk about we talk about something like breaking bad, he's good, breaks bad, yada yada yada. What about boardwalk empire? Is this gonna be like a low-key boardwalk empire where where you have someone evil 
kind of there. But you do have in that show a lot of the foot soldiers from season one and two are slowly making their way up the ranks and starts challenging Nookie. Uh, Nucky. Yeah. <laughs> Nucky, right. Nucky. Nucky. Yeah. Do Nucky it all moves. for the Nucky. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, there might be something there, right? Like, that that might be a similar tone to the show. Obviously, Star Wars up and, you know, brought down in its uh, <laughs> graphic nature. Right. But, like, someone who's actually taken over. I don't think anyone ever, like, unseated Nucky until the very, very, very... No, end. but they, they were aspirations and people getting close, right? Like, right. Each, yeah. Actually. I don't know. I mean, how exciting would it be if this is really they're trying to create a new thing here? Like, tell, like Robert Rodriguez is trying to create a new story here where there's yeah this, you know... I mean, because he's... Boba Fett was never a leader. He was never really even a joiner. He was, like, he may or may not have had a code, but he was an assassin. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine. He did like hanging at Jabba's palace, though. Like he did. He, did he liked that pad. that spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's organic. He would want to take over the place and move into that turf. Right. He's okay. watched the guy. He's seen yeah. his every move. <laughs> he knows, like, he's smart enough to know how this thing goes. We've seen the John Ham, um, or we've read the John Ham. Uh, critique of of Jabba during um the magnificent book uh from a certain point of view a new yeah. hope and he's just like oh Jabba you rookie like what are you doing like he's actually like he has comments on his what his boss is doing so maybe he does have designs on um uh, he's like you know what I think I can do it better than Jabba can I mean that that's a pretty cool like if he wants to really take over the you know the hut cartel and their sort of dealings that's a pretty lofty expectations but I think I mean, just based on what comes out, either he creates Kanji Club or I think he he has a media, you know, he falls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's my guess. That's all I got. I, I love that. I have no idea. I you know, it's kind of. It feels like they kind of spent the opportunity to have another Mandalorian character interact with Boba Fett in a way that could be more subversive because he could have done something where he meets someone who's like Din Djarin, a kind of another, you know, Mandalorian, another character in Mandalorian armor who's maybe virtuous and, and sort of honorable. And like, I'm almost thinking like Jodo cast from the old legends, like mm. uh, novels and Battle of Tereskasi and all that nonsense. <laughs> or the, that Mandalorian with like the yellow themed armor. I was like, just someone who's like just a shadow of Boba, but then Boba takes him out at the end. It's like it's the it's the it's the Lee Van Cleef like Clint Eastwood thing, but it's it's Lee Van Cleef wins or something. You know what I mean? Like some crazy like way to take that story. Like have the Boba Fett character have a friction with that Mandalorian. That'd be cool. Instead of like just the instant alliance and debt. That'd be super cool, man. Nice. I'm trying to think back to um the El Mariachi trilogy, right? right. Which is which is Robert Rodriguez's, you know, first film. I believe. I believe El Mariachi is his first film. Um, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. He might have had something else. Oh, yeah. Feature film debut. But like, I'm trying to think back to that storyline. Right. And I wonder if he's taking some inspiration from that. If I remember from his correctly. own work, he's going to rip yeah. off himself. But but or take like this idea. I mean, Tatooine. Yeah. Right. It feels very Western. Those are oh, those yeah. are 
Spanish Western films in a lot of ways. I mean, the first one, it's been it's been a, over a decade, if not longer, since I've seen that. But I think he gets a, he gets confused for an escaped prisoner. I think is is what happens, and then that gets him tangled in this web, and then you see him kind of falling further and further into this stuff as he's trying to escape. And it's interesting that you have like two Mandalorians walking around now, right? Who could be starting to get mistaken for each other in a weird way if you just hear hmm. rumors of of the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. So you might be right. playing around something and if you there. Have the rumors of Cobb Vanth are still sort of outdated. Right. Like. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. It'd be actually funny I mean, if someone thinks he's Cobb Vanth. Imagine that. <laughs> and he's just like... No. Or vice versa, right? Like if like Cobb Vanth is the mariachi character from El Mariachi and Boba Fett's the 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 escape criminal type of thing, right? right? Because the whole plot, as I remember, is like the the escape criminal is going after someone who um, had him arrested in the first place. Like, yeah. in other words, threw him in a sarlacc pit right it's, yeah. just, it's just a really interesting way they could play around i don't think it's going to be exact cribbing of it but there's elements there but that's the raised question we're gonna get Cobb vanth in this show right like timothy oliphant has to show up in the first season at some point i mean yeah because ultimately these are like leon these are like fist, these are like dollars trilogy yeah films, right mm -hmm. like that's ultimately what tattooing star wars stories are yeah it's a very so, small planet it's a western and yeah right I, Book man. of Boba Fett is primarily probably going to be a Western. I, I, I hope he goes to another planet in this show or a few other planets. Like I wouldn't mind some movement, but I think Tatooine's we'll great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean if that's what it is, you know, we're already getting. I think uh, Mando season three, we're going to really start moving. I mean, even though season two moved a ton, that was fantastic. We got a new biome every every yeah, season, it was fantastic episode. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, if it didn't, if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, but I have a feeling, I mean, he's still got slave one. Um, and I know that ship is so cool. It'd be a shame yeah, to, to fly cool. around. You have to get all out the there. Right. Flying around. But oh man. You, yeah. The, the thing is like, we also don't forget have the next live action is going to be Obi-Wan. Correct. Yeah. Right. Also a, on Tatooine. Also on Tatooine. <laughs> we have gotten, I think my biggest complaint, I remember watching the first episode of the Mandalorian of the second season of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I'm like, we got to go back to Tatooine. I'm like, we're going back to Tatooine already. Like I'm like, right. come on granted. It then turned into an amazing story. I'm over it. Fully enjoyed it. But we yeah. spent a lot of time in Tatooine already in the Mandalorian. We're gonna spend a lot of time with it in, in Boba Fett and a lot of time in uh, Obi-Wan. So I think you're right. I think they're going to have to move him off. Because if you're like Kathleen Kennedy, you have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that this is a story about, but we, right. we got to go, go to, to the well that places. many times, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, get this. Luke's teen years on Tatooine. Oh, man. Owen Lars, a Star <laughs> yeah. Wars story. <laughs> um, yeah. But, all right. So just hear me out. Biggs Darklighter. That's what Patty I mean, Jenkins' speech was. I, I'm on board now. I'm listening. <laughs> um, rad. Okay, Damn. speed round. Um, name one. Uh, this is, like if this is a suicide pool, give me one crime syndicate that's going to be uh, seen in Boba Book of Boba. Hey, uh, all right, so Adam, I, I'll do it again. It's Black Sun. Black Sun. Okay. Yeah. And, that's my and Grand, last Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess I'm going to stick with uh, the Pikes. Pikes. All right. 
I bet you we're all right. Okay. <laughs> I bet you uh, I'm wrong, but I might appear later. No, I I think we'll get some subtle Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Actually, I I think Crimson Dawn's probably the best bet because I just yeah. there's too much synergy, there's too much, you know, behind Crimson yeah. Dawn right now. Plus, yeah, especially they they're gonna want to open up the Kira stuff. You know, Crimson yeah. Dawn can be in it. Kira could be alive, but we might not see her. They could just talk about her, and then that will like open the door for another Kira story or whatever. Yeah. I bet you we get a Prince Zizor name drop. That would be fun. That'd be fun for because the hardcore. That's the thing. They love dishing out the stuff for the hardcores. So it's I I bet you there's a little I don't know if we and, see him, yeah. but we'll get a little like Right. And mentioned. Robert Rodriguez, hardcore Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, which makes me very happy. Uh I'm just yeah. I just want him to go nuts. I you know, I just want to yeah. see him off like off the chain, just like make a crazy star Wars movie that makes him happy and just like, let him do it. You know, there's a reason they keep showing in all of the previews, the crazy face tomorrow Morrison's making when he's like <laughs> destroying people. Cause that is quintessential Robert Rodriguez. Like, like, no, it's like every time I see uh, it, I'm like, yes. Time yep. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, we're so terror. close. We're so close to spy kids. Boba. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Uh, thanks very much for listening to us uh, prattle on about uh, crime syndicates. I don't know. This was fun. This was it fun was. to talk about crime syndicates. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this was a good primer. Um, just, to, you know, get the wheels turning, get you excited for Book of Boba. And uh, you know what? We'll talk to you next week. Um, we're going to talk uh, Thrawn, Ascendancy, Free. Lesser Evil. Lesser, lesser, evil. lesser, lesser evil. evil next week. Um, <laughs> Hooker by Crook. I just have. 11 more hours of reading and uh, I'll be right there. So I am 47% of the way through the book. Look at you go. Look at you go. Um, or I only have 20 more hours of the audio book if I wanted to do that. Oh, so. There you go. <laughs> Great. Well, um, thank you all very much for listening to this. We'll talk to you next week and uh, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off for the latest breaking news. Follow at core world news on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.